Adlatl Software launched or really relaunched 2016, 2017. Today, doing about 5 million bucks in terms of run rate uh, or about 400 grand per month. That's up from 150 grand per month just a year ago. $12 million raised, about 250 customers in the manufacturing space, helping them really close deals faster, uh, really by selling to the OEM or the manufacturer. The manufacturers buying seats for other dealerships. 2% logo churn per month, less than 1% revenue churn per month, spending 90 grand to acquire new customers. So quick, healthy payback period, especially because of setup fees. They charge up front about 45 people based in South Carolina. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Mark Murphy with over 20 years of experience in the technology industry. He's helping to revolutionize manufacturing sales enablement technology as part of the global industry 4.0 movement. His company, Adlatl Software, offers a portfolio of disruptive software solutions that are most efficient way to transform sales prospects and opportunities into customers while driving revenue in a matter of minutes. Mark, are you ready to take us to the top? I am. Thanks. Okay. Thanks for having me on. You bet. So um, my audience is usually uh, kind of more kind of streamlined SaaS products. You're in a very niche space. So I want to quickly try and tie that gap so my audience can follow along. Should they think about you kind of like Salesforce for manufacturers? It, very vertically focused um, SaaS product. Yes. Okay. All right. So go deeper there. Tell us more about the product. So we're essentially a sales automation, sales enablement platform. But you know what we're doing differently is we're using the Unity gaming platform. So uh, you know, think of a very rich user experience based on visual content and augmented reality to create a, a really unique sales experience for buying and selling complex products. So you know, in, a, in an industry and in manufacturing that was very based on physical products, catalog sales, showroom. We're now moving that into a really visual platform, a visual experience, and now extending it with some really unique AR technology. And you're talking about selling like bulldozers and things like that. Yeah, big, big, non-sexy uh, manufacturing products, but there's a lot of them and the market's uh, massive. Yeah, look, I don't mind non-sexy. That usually means less competition. People are looking past it. So maybe you've struck a gold mine here. Um, okay, good. So, so... Uh, I'm a manufacturer. I, uh, I'm, I'm Caterpillar. Is Caterpillar the person paying you or is it the buyer? Uh, it, the manufacturer, the OEM, um, is the person paying us. And, you know, they'll, they'll pay for their uh, salespeople. So our tools in the hand of their salespeople. So, you know, they'll pay for the license or push it down to their dealers and their distribution network, was, which is where we get really excited because that's where the SaaS kind of network effect starts. Um, and they'll pay for the dealer's license as well, uh, all in an effort to sell more of their products quicker. Okay, but if I literally looked at all the credit cards in your system, all your current customers, it's going to be like the Caterpillar, it's going to be the manufacturers of the world and they're paying for seats for their dealerships. Absolutely, yes. Interesting, yep. interesting. Okay, um, hone that in for me a little bit. What, what would you say the average kind of manufacturers paying you per year for the software? So it's an enterprise piece of software. So, you know, we have kind of a dual revenue model where we are doing some implementation set up on a services-based model, um, mainly because the visual effects take some time to set up. And then it's a typical SaaS model running anywhere from about 250K to 500K to the larger, you know, seven-figure ARR deals. So, okay. you know, as, as SaaS products go, um, it's B2B, so it's some healthy revenue. Yep. Would you say 250,000 in terms of first year ACV is pretty average for you though? Yes. Okay. Yep. Very good. And, and what is the ratio between your setup and implementation fee relative to first year ACV? 
So it's about a one-to-one -one carry. We try to keep it about about that. You know, for customers that have a lot of models, it it may tip the scales to about two to one. But uh, you know, as we are really focused on connecting to their bottom line, these are very long-term relationships. So you know, the payback period for us is pretty quick as it relates to you know a typical SaaS company. Yeah. So just to be clear, on a two hundred fifty thousand dollars year one kind of software contract, you might charge you know two hundred fifty grand just to get everything kind of set up and rocking and rolling. That's right. That's, that's right. That's great. So what is it to acquire that customer? Are you basically spending the setup fee? Uh, we've been pretty efficient, and you know I know this won't last forever, but this this idea of the industrial revolution, industry four point four point oh, has really created demand. So right now we're, we're really just inside sales and taking inbound calls for our technology. So I know that that won't last forever, but we're being pretty efficient on our sales costs and keeping our CAC um, pretty honed in right now. What, what would you say CAC is on that kind of an account? It, it's ranging from about 90 to 100K. Okay. Yeah. And, so you're, you're you know, getting paid back then immediately because of the setup fee. It, it, yeah, absolutely. And you know, we're, we're probably underspending in marketing right now due to the market demand. And you know, that'll change over time as the market gets more competitive, but you know, we're out in front with this visual technology. Uh, we're creating category all our own. So uh, we're taking full advantage of that right now. Yeah. Uh, put this on a timeline for us. When did you launch? So, you know, we, we had a early version of the product prior to me getting here. Um, but, you know, I always feel like we're about a two-year-old company. We spent uh, about the first year I was here rebuilding the platform for scale. Um, you know, took an early version of the product that was created by a founder and rebuilt it for scale. We've what been out of the market that? about 18 months now okay. and, you know, experiencing some, some pretty early success. So early 2017 is really when you got in the company and restructured it. I got there late, uh, mid 16, started restructuring, um, you know, mainly on the product side. And we relaunched uh, about a year after that with the, the product that's out in the market right now. And when did the original founder launch the original company? Uh, 2014. And help me understand that transition. This happens with a lot of original founders. A guy like you comes in and it's a good decision for everybody. So what happened there? Was it flat? Did you come in with a VC round? Uh, Non-institutional capital, um, an investor, family office investor that you know, saw the technology, was very interested in the power of the technology, saw a vision for the market, and uh, you know, came in uh, for the early funding. Just and you know, it really kept us funded to date. Just to be clear, though, they were an investor before they brought you in, were unhappy with the growth, brought you in, invested more to restructure? Yeah, you know, I think it's a scenario you've probably seen before where the founder, you know, reached an inflection point where, um, you know, his experience and background just couldn't take the company to the next level. So between him and the board, they decided, you know, they needed uh, some new leadership. And, you know, I think a lot of good companies realize that and, and change. Some companies don't realize that and, and suffer. Yeah, nothing, nothing not normal there happens all the time. Uh, so how much, how much has the company raised to date? Uh, non-institutional investor, so about 12 million. Okay. And when you say non-institutional, you're just referencing it's a family office, family not like office. a Sand Hill Road. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. And, and since you've come in, so you came in kind of mid 2016, there's a restructure that happens, additional funding. It sounds like, what have you scaled to in terms of total customers today? 
So we have 250 customers sitting around 15 to 1600 licenses. Um, And And those seats, basically that's the dealerships? Seat cost, right. A seat license. Okay. So, so, I mean, look, I mean, 250 customers though, out of, out of, you know, $250,000 ACV, that puts you, I think at like 5 million ish per month in revenue. Is that accurate? No, we're, we're at about five. We're, we're going to close in, um, at about, we should close 19 at about 5 million in revenue ARR. And this and year will be about what? This year? Yeah. You said you're going to close 2019 at 5 million. What about closing 2018? Uh, I'm sorry, closing out the, the year at this year, 2018 at, at 5 million. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Okay. So that would put your monthly revenue at about caught 400, 500 grand per month. Um, which would mean if you've got 250 customers making up that revenue, they're each paying about a grand or two grand per month. Is that right? Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. And there's some, you know, legacy licensing before I got there that, you know, we just kind of oh, accept right now on our, on our book, but going forward, we're getting some consistency in the licensing costs. Yeah. Is that kind of code for, again, there's grandfathered people you want to keep happy, lower price point, but moving forward, your first year ACVs are really all in the $250,000 range. Yeah, that's, that's right. You know, we're, we're experiencing what we call some good churn right now is to try to kind of sunset some of those uh, early customers that really weren't a fit um, as we, as we look to continue to restructure for success. If you called up today all those 200 customers or emailed them, the 200 early ones, you got 50, let's say you have 50 new ones at the higher price points. If you call up all the old grandfather 200 people and say, hey, guys, unfortunately, we're increasing price from point from, you know, $24,000 ACVs to 10Xing that to $250,000 ACVs. Would you ever do that? And how many of them do you think would actually take the new pricing because there's so much value there? I, I think, you know, contractually um, and legally, I've looked into that. And, you know, there's some restrictions on how those contracts were structured before I got here. Um, but, you know, we've had, we've had value-based discussions with a handful of them and, and upgraded them to, to new paper and our new platform um, based on the new capabilities we're building in the new product. So, um, you know, I think, uh, and we will continue to do that. You know, I'm going to continue to look for opportunities to bring legacy customers onto our new platform based on new features and value. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, I want to retain the ones that want to be on the platform and, you know, offer them new features and development. And with 5 million bucks in kind of run rate today, where were you exactly a year ago, October, 2017? Uh, we were at about 1.7. Oh, wow. Okay. I mean, pretty significant growth then. Yeah. And it's market demand and, you know, the size of those contracts, as you can imagine, we're able to build up revenue um, fairly quickly. You mean adding the new customers on the new price point? Right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. But I mean, you're basically going from about 150 grand a month up to 400 grand a month. I mean, again, really good growth there. Very good growth. And we, and we expect, you know, 2019, 2020, we're going to start, continue to experience that kind of growth, that kind of percentage growth, again, mainly driven by, you know, the power of the technology and it being a category leader. Talk to me about churn. You mentioned some good churn, but what I'm hoping you say is your logo churn is higher than usual, but your revenue churn is really low because they're low ARPU accounts. That, that's exactly right. Um, yeah. And, you know, they, they high, high customer service um, touch. Uh, you know, so I think there's, there's a lot of the good churn concept made a lot of sense to the board. It made a lot of sense to me. And, you know, the outcomes hit us in a, in a couple of different areas where, you know, we're not spending a lot of customer service time. 
on low revenue customers. Um, and you know, we're eliminating and streamlining some legacy platforms. Mark, what's the Delta there? So, so what is, if you measure on logo turn, what is logo turn per month? Uh, you know, we've, we've contained it to about 2%. Okay. And if you then change that to revenue churn, what is it? Uh, it's, it's pretty low because of the price point those customers were paying, uh, like previously. 1% per month. Yeah, absolutely. Right in that range. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I don't think you have yet a year of cohort data, but do you have any sense yet on if you're going to be able to drive net revenue retention above a hundred percent? So, you know, I think so. Um, like, as you said, we don't have the game footage quite yet. Um, you know, the way I look at it is we are so connected to the customer's bottom line. Uh, you know, when a customer commits to moving their product catalog into our visual platform, you know, we are literally selling their bottom line through our platform. So there's, there's a high level of stickiness. If, if we do good CS and, you know, produce a good product with innovation, I think these are going to be long-term relationships with very little churn. I think, in fact, we're going to see opportunities uh, to push more and more of our seats into their sales channel um, as they see success with our platform. Yep. Uh, what's team size today? How many people? 45. Everyone based in North Carolina or South Carolina? Yeah, fortunately, everyone under one roof, which is really, uh, really exciting. We have an outsourced team um, that's doing some QA and model development. But other than that, all 45 are under one roof. That's great. Any plans right now to raise additional capital? We're, we're experiencing, we're going to experience a really great fourth quarter. And, uh, you know, I think that's going to be my indicator for, for how much gas we can put on this thing for growth. So, you know, I'd like to see um, a, a new round in first or second quarter, um, really based on acceleration. Mark, would you ever consider just to preserve some of your equity? Would you ever consider venture debt? Uh, yeah, I think that's, that's certainly on the table. Um, you know, I think there's, there's such growth in this space, such um, interest in this manufacturing tech space. Um, you know, we're going to get a lot of looks at, at different ways to structure this. Yep. Have you done, have you used venture debt before in any other past companies? I, I have not just, you know, pure equity and, you know, we, we had an exit in my last company as well. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Very good. Let's, uh, let's wrap up with the famous five mark. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, hard things about the hard things. And number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, you know, CEO I follow is, um, G2 crowd, go to Dable. Um, he's built uh, two successful companies in my space. Um, I think he's done a great job at G2 crowd. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your business? hands down slack and number four how many hours of sleep do you get every night uh so we're in a major go live right now so it's it's close to zero um based on stress but uh typically six six and a half okay and what's your situation married single kiddos uh i'm married with three girls three wow full house how old are you uh 47 47 last question what do you wish your 20 year old self knew uh, take risks only when you can bet on yourself. 
Guys, take risks as long as you're betting on yourself. Atlatl Software launched or really relaunched 2016, 2017. Today, doing about 5 million bucks in terms of run rate uh, or about 400 grand per month. That's up from 150 grand per month just a year ago. $12 million raised, about 250 customers in the manufacturing space, helping them really close deals faster, uh, really by selling to the OEM or the manufacturer. The manufacturer's buying seats for other dealerships. 2% logo churn per month, less than 1% revenue churn per month, spending 90 grand to acquire new customers. So, quick, healthy payback period, especially because of setup fees. They charge up front about 45 people based in South Carolina building this thing out. Mark, thanks for taking us to the top. Nathan, it's great being on. Thank you.